Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo, Chapter 23 More than a quarter of an hour had elapsed since Thaddeus, his right arm in a sling, had glided without being seen by anyone into the corner of the tent, where his gestures had alone expressed the interest that he took in his captain's narrative. Just at this moment, when thinking that respect would not permit such a eulogy without some acknowledgment to Dauverny, he stammered in a confused tone, "'You are too good, Captain.' A general burst of laughter arose. Dauverny, turning, said in a severe tone, "'What? You here, Thaddeus, and your arm?' At this language, so new for him, the features of the old soldier grew dark. He quivered and threw back his head, as though to restrain the tears which seemed to struggle to his eyes. "'I never thought,' said he, in a low voice, I never could have thought that Captain could offend his old servant by saying you to him. The Captain rose abruptly. Pardon, my old friend, pardon. I hardly knew what I said. Hold, Thad, thou wilt pardon me? Tears sprang to the sergeant's eyes in spite of himself. It is the third time, remarked he, but these are tears of joy. Peace was made. A short silence ensued. But tell me, Thaddeus, asked Dauverny gently, why hast thou quitted the hospital to come here? It was, with your permission, Captain, to ask if I should put the lace saddlecloth on your charger for tomorrow. Henri laughed. Thou wouldst have been wiser, Thaddeus, to have asked the surgeon major if thou shouldst put two ounces of lint on thy sore arm. Or to ask, continued Pascal, if you might take a little of wine to refresh yourself. At any rate, here is some brandy, which will do you good. Taste it, my brave sergeant. Thaddeus advanced, saluted, and apologizing for taking the glass with his left hand, emptied it to the health of the assembled company. He was cheered. You had got, Captain, to the moment when, oh yes, it was I who proposed to take shelter under the creepers to prevent us Christians from being killed by the rocks. Our officer, who did not know how to swim, was afraid of being drowned, and as was natural, was opposed to all his forces, until he saw, with your permission, gentlemen, a great rock fall on the creepers without being able to get through them. It is better, said he, to die like Pharaoh in Egypt than like St. Stephen. We are not saints, and Pharaoh was a soldier like ourselves. My officer, a learned man, you see, agreed to my proposal on the condition that I should first try the experiment myself. I went. I slid down the bank. I jumped under the cradle of branches above, and zounds, Captain, I seemed to be caught by the leg. I struggled. I shouted for help. I received half a dozen saber cuts. And there were all the dragoons, who were like the devils, precipitating themselves pell-mell under the creepers. It was the blacks of the Morn Rouge, who had hidden themselves there, never for a moment thinking that we should fall right on their backs, as a sack too much charged. That would not have been a good time for fishing. We fought, we swore, we shouted. Being naked, they were more alert than we, but our blows told better than theirs. We swam with one arm and fought with the other, as always practiced in like cases. Those who did not know how to swim, say, like my captain, hung on to the creepers with one hand, and the negroes pulled them by the legs. 
In the midst of the hullabaloo, I saw a big Negro who defended himself like Beelzebub against eight or ten of my comrades. I swam there, and I recognized Pierrot, otherwise called Bug. But that ought not to be told until afterwards, ought it, Captain? I recognized Pierrot. Since the capture of the fort, we were on bad terms. I seized him by the throat. He was going to give me a thrust of his dagger when he recognized me and gave himself up instead of killing me. This was very unfortunate, Captain, for if he had not surrendered, but that will be known later. When the blacks saw him taken, they made a rush at us to give him up. So effective was it that the militia was on the point of entering the water to help us when Piero, seeing without doubt that all the Negroes would be massacred, said some words which were truly gibberish. Then they all took to flight. They plunged into the water and disappeared in a moment. This battle in the water would have been pleasant and very amusing if I had not lost a finger and wet ten cartridges, and if, poor man, but that was to be captain. And the sergeant, after having respectfully placed the back of his left hand to his forage cap, raised it to heaven with an inspired air. Dauverny seemed violently agitated. Yes, cried he, thou art right, my old Thaddeus, that was a fatal night. He would have fallen into one of his usual reveries, had the assemblage not urgently pressed him to conclude his story. He continued, 